Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and let you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out, though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of room as the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. On the way, on the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way, on the way. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I am your host, Xavier Merlin, sitting with my co-host, as usual, Deanna. What's up, everybody? And uh, today, this will be another another dope episode, a lot of game, I feel. And uh, it will be, he's an investor. He's uh, big into the trucking industry. He's, he's, do, he's, doing, he's definitely doing big things and giving our community, I feel like, a lot of game, a lot of uh, tools that we can use. And his name is, uh, you guys by, may know him by Trucking Justin. So, welcome to the show, bro. Hey, thank you for having me on. Yeah. And uh, like anything with us investing and understanding how business works and understand how to make a passive income, I'm all about it. So yes, sir. Yes, and we definitely are. happy to be here with you today. Definitely, man. We happy to have you. Like I said, we definitely appreciate you for coming on. And uh, one of the first questions I always ask people when they come on the show, I love asking this question is like, so what was your start with your like financial journey? What made you get like what made you want to get into this like investing into truck and real estate, all this stuff? What was the start? Um, my start actually came from two homes that I owned before. Mm-hmm. That's how I got the capital to do what I do now. And I also work a career on top of doing this. Okay. So of course, you know, you work a career, you understand that you're never really going to have your financial freedom. And that's mm-hmm. not something that you can hand over to your children. I've got two children. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing something to where this is something I can hand to them later. And this is somewhere you can gain your freedom. Right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's not bad working a career. I'll probably stay at my career no matter what my business will do. Um, mm. But it's just to have that option. Mm. You know? okay, yes. So that's um, how I ended up getting into trucking was I was originally going to do a tax deed rental. Mm. And 
was dealing with somebody that's, you know, I think we, like we were talking, we both know him. He's over at Hood Estates, Pocky. Mm-hmm. And that's their IG at Hood Estates. And they do tax fee rentals and different things with real estate. So I kept getting more information. And they always got this saying, like, date the person you're going to invest for. So I first started talking to them. I went down there and maybe like a couple months later, we actually met up. And it was their anniversary. And he was talking about different things. And he kept saying he got a truck. And I'm thinking, you know, like a Silverado, like a, a Ram 1500, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I probably said, like, no, you keep talking about this truck for What type of truck you got? So he said, I got a tractor. I got a, um, a, a tractor semi-truck. So I was like, okay. So then that's where the ideal came from. And I remember I asked him, I said, if I go and do everything to get a truck, would you like to show me kind of what you're doing with it and how you make your money? And he was like, yeah, sure. So, like, you know, just stepping out on faith. I didn't know anything about the trucking industry. All I knew, you get a truck, and they can make money. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the different ways of generating profit. I didn't know the, the methods of uh, going through different institutions to get the money. I just knew you get a truck, and they can make money. And I just stepped out on um, on faith. Mm-hmm. And I just took it like God presented it, and just took the opportunity, and I mm-hmm. made it grow. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And that's, a, that's important. You say you stepped out on faith, because I always say, you got to be willing to take that risk. You sometimes it's like some people don't move because they like, man, I'm scared. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose. But it's like you got to be vulnerable enough to lose to win. I believe so. That's that's the. And I like, I'm the type of person where, well, you know, a lot of people spend time thinking about doing it for so long. Mm-hmm. By the time you done thought three times to do it, I'm just gonna go do it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. that type of personality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't sit around way too long. To me, it's a bigger loss to not try and never know what you could have than to try and lose. Right. Mm-hmm. So I just, I typically in the personality where I just jump out there and try it. Right. It don't work, it don't work. Where yeah. we, where, what's, what's the worst that can happen? We'd be right where we started. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you got to try to get out this job. You got to try to get out of the financial situation. You got to try to make more for your family. And if you don't, you're just going to continue to follow the same rhetoric that's being preached and pushed upon us for generations. Right. Yeah. We're just going to keep working these good jobs, you know yeah. what I mean? And never having more for our family. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's dope. See, and uh, do you, like another question I have for you, do you think the trucking industry is an industry that more of us should get into? I think more of us should get into it for the sheer fact that there are other cultures that aren't used to seeing us in. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We go to these meetings and it's none of us in there. Yep. People don't even know you can own a truck and not, I own my truck and I don't drive. I don't mm-hmm. have a CEO. And if you go to my IG, I put up there what my truck make every week. I put mm-hmm. up there the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, and um, even before the whole, before the whole ideal came to me, I didn't know you could just do commercial lending or go pay for a truck outright. We see these trucks all the time when we were growing up. Right. You, you never think who owns that truck. You think it's like never down here in Florida, like Publix, I think. I read Publix owns like 4,000 trucks. So you always think that it's this big institution that owns these trucks. But really, it's people like me and you, your wife, and it's just investors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yep, that's dope. And so, uh, how, how many trucks do you have? I got one truck you right now. You got one now. truck. Wow. So, I got one truck. And the crazy thing is, right, I just talked to somebody. And this is what I'm saying. I talked to somebody who got a friend who owns six. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to, to show the contrast. And he told me, like, they're holding, they, they haul 
crude oil. I know another person who owns three. I know another person who owns uh, two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just the, the building platform. I've had this truck for a year and a half, two years. So as far as for me, because I work a career, you got to always understand that it's like big say, more money, more problems. Yep. That is, if I, when I get my second truck, if I choose to do that, because I got to keep up with a second drop. I got to keep up with fuel. I got to run that truck. I got to dispatch that truck. And in my case, I have to dispatch. So um, there are methods of doing this where you don't have to do nothing. All you have to do is provide the truck, provide the labor, and the only time you should be hearing from it is if you have an issue mechanically. Mm. So um, I took it a step further because I've seen um, my edge to be able to profit a little bit more. So um, I actually, like I was just talking to somebody right before I got on this, I just did my finance for my second truck. So, and you know, I think in business, it's always good to go at a pace that's responsible instead of a pace that's out of control fast. Because you get up to like the dude with 60 trucks, there's no way he's knowing what's happening with all 60 trucks like every time, every day. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a monster operation. Even when like, I talk to the guy I know with three trucks, and that's like a headache in a sense, right? Because it's all a method in which you're running it. He's not running it necessarily in the all passive way. So you got to keep up with his trucks. You got to know where his driver's at. You got to know what's going on. So um, you take on what you feel like you can handle. Right. So that makes that, yeah. that makes perfect sense. And that's the only way to survive in business. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some people who jump out there and go get two trucks. If you don't know what you're doing, go lose your two trucks. Mm. It's gonna be a guy like me waiting there for you to uh, default. To so fall along. your lender and ask them to put me on your loan. Yep. So. I'll take over your payments. Yeah. All right. All right. That's, that's, that's real, man. And for people that's listening, I know some people gonna listen and be like, man, like, but how do I how do I make that first step? Where do I get started at? Do I need to be rich to do this? Because I know a lot of people they always oh. think that like I need I, I don't got no money to do that. I ain't rich. People say that to me all the time. About real estate. Oh. To finance a truck, mm-hmm. you need some people say ten, I say fifteen thousand working capital. Mm-hmm. Some you need at least a six forty credit score. That's all just to qualify for, oh, an LLC and an EIN number. Mm. So when you do commercial financing, you're going to go for your commercial finance. Um, they like to see your working capital and, of course, credit, right? Because you're not going to be on your truck credit-wise, but what you are now is a personal guarantor. So if you default on your truck, they can revert back to your personal credit outside of your LLC to get there, recoup the loss. Okay. So. You get the credit, you get the money, and then from there, it's based off of how much money are you going to have to spend, right? Mm-hmm. So the down payment of a commercial truck is done at like 10%, 15%, 20%, 25%, or 30% of the value of your truck. So when you go, that really dictates different factors. That's your credit. That's how much they want to take the risk on you, how long you've been in business with your LLC. All of these things play a role. So, I mean, for different people, it's different things. I've heard as, as little as no money down. Like, the guy I just talked to, he got A1 credit. So, his, his situation was no money down. Mm-hmm. I talked to another guy who was an investor but owned a CDL, who had a CDL license. He only put down 5000 Um, Because of what I'm doing now, I talk to a lot of different people from a lot of variations of life. And, I mean, it varies from, from time to time. So, like, normal, I'll say, like, six, seven, eight thousand 8000 down is the norm. For a normal person, mm-hmm. okay credit, with okay um, finances as far as money, working money. So out of the fifteen thousand, my whole point is, you're gonna put down seven eight, then you're gonna spend two to three on your tags, mm-hmm. right? Tax tag and title. Mm-hmm. I want you to have five left over. 
Mm. And five leftovers for your maintenance. Okay. So if anything happens, unless you got a warranty on your truck, if anything happens, you have money now to catch it. It's like um, playing a professional sport. Your first injury, I don't want you to be out in the game. You know, um, I always explain to people, don't be naive. Things happen and that it's a saying. It's not if your truck gonna break down, it's when your truck gonna break down. And every breakdown isn't a, an actual breakdown where it hinders you from being able to move, but it just slows you down and it's something that you gonna have to maintain. And on these trucks, you do preventive maintenance every month. That's your filter change, that's your oil change, that's any other thing that may need to be changed out. So you want to have a reserve of money left aside. So when you do start to generate profit, it's not going to be eaten up by a mechanical loss. Mm. So Okay, that, may, that makes perfect and that, sense. And that, to me, is just good business strategy. You're mm. not going to go get a rental property and put all your money in a rental. You ain't got no money to paint the walls and put new... Uh, Exactly. The cabinets, the countertops in it. You know what I mean? Exactly. You got to make it where it's usable. Exactly. And if anything happens, the first one of your rental, if the drainage line cracks because it's a, uh, was it galvanized iron or whatever it is where it cracks in, it mm -hmm. crumbles, they got to dig into your foundation. <laughs> and you got the money to fix that? You exactly. Just got the you, ain't, you ain't got the money to fix that. Like, so exactly. now you're out the game already. Fact. You're going to be late on your rent. You're going to be late on your mortgage. Mortgage? Now no. You got a renter that's not going to pay you. You gotta pay for foreclosure. I mean, um, eviction. Eviction. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's get into the math of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, this is how I explain to people you don't need a lot of money. You just need to have what I like to say is a safe amount of money. 15 grand, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, now let's say, so someone, they have, they have the money, they uh, figured out the truck they want to get, you know. Now, like, what would be the next step? I, we know they need to find a driver, and then after they get the driver, so what would be the next step? Um, getting their truck out on the road? Um, we deal with uh, 3PLs, third-party leasing. So it's different methods. And, and trucking, you could be a owner-operator, which is somebody who drives the truck. Mm -hmm. You could be a fleet owner, which is what I'm categorized as. Even though I have one truck, I'm still a fleet owner because I don't drive my truck. Or you can go for the overall growth number, and you could be um, your own carrier, which is you have your own MC number, you have your own DOT number, and you pay your own monthly insurance. And you pay your own if the taxes, which is your fuel tax or your cargo tax if you travel across each state. So, um, I mean, there's different methods of okay. how to generate money. And um, and the product that's offered on my Instagram, which is connected to the people who showed me about trucking, it explains more of how to generate money, but it's multiple ways to generate money. Mm -hmm. Like, I just talked to somebody who's running under somebody else's authority. They don't even have the authority. Right. They at least thought, like, I bought a truck. I come to you and I put it under your authority and I run the freight and I just pay the difference on insurance. But I talked to some other guys who are leased on with a company. Like I'm leased on with Landstar. Mm. So Landstar is a third party logistics company. So that's okay. typically how you would make money. Or if you got your own CDL, you could drive your own truck and keep more of the profit. Or keep the profit, right? Yep. And yeah. So. I know a common thing I always hear people say with trucking is they were like, man, the hardest part is finding the driver. Finding the driver is the toughest part. And would you okay? Uh, that's, that's what I was gonna ask. Do you agree? With, do you agree with that statement? And like, why is that I'll, the most important part? I'll say it's the most important part because now we're getting into productivity. We're getting into labor. We're getting to the ability to generate some type of profit. And I mean, essentially, your driver is a big part of your business because he's the one enables you as an investor to keep seeing more money every So if you got an irresponsible driver, he's gonna be a headache. Mm. You got a driver that's a thief, you have to watch everything on your on your gas car or whatever the case may be. You know, they they, they sell diesel. Let's just say if 
if I'm a driver, right? Not saying that drivers do this, but I'm just saying, you give me a gas car, you don't know how much you need in diesel. I say I put 200 on there, but I really took 100 in cash. I had somebody give me 100 in cash, and I pumped 200 in diesel in the truck. Mm. It's just little things. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't even realize that I didn't put it in our truck. These are things that you may just have to look out for if you're talking about a bad driver. Mm. And I think it's it's hard to find a good driver and a responsible driver, a mature person. So uh, it's not hard to find a driver because if I put up, if I put out there that I need a driver, I get 10 different responses. Mm. But it's just, you got to weed through those to find the correct person for what you're looking for. Mm. Do you, um would you say like, look for drivers who already have experience rather than Definitely. a new driver? Definitely. Um, not to say new drivers can't do right. New drivers can do right. There are some carriers that take on new drivers. Um, but in what I do, I like to hear that a guy got 10, 20 years. Mm. This is a guy that know the industry. This is a guy that know trucks. This is a guy, this is a guy I might learn something from. Right. You know what I mean? So um, new guys are good. Everybody was new at something. Um, my career is that I drive trains. So... I was new at doing this at some point. So the new guys need an opportunity to shine in order. You can't, and it's almost like, you know, y'all, people go to college and then they come out and they can't get a job because you're new. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So eventually you got to get the opportunity to get the experience. So everybody kind of is like a, a damn if you do, damn if you don't. I'll take a new driver on that's a mature driver. Then I would take an old driver that's going to be a headache. Mm -hmm. That makes so, sense. That, that 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 makes a whole lot of sense. I know because, uh, like I said, I'm I'm we looking to get in the truck now. And a couple of weeks ago, I put out an ad on Craigslist, and I got some uh some decent feedback. Do you think that's even a smart thing to do? Is to put ads on Craigslist? Is that a good way to I go? I think about any it? way to find your labor is a good way. Okay. I don't care if you got to go to the truck stop and shake hands, <laughs> talk to people, go hang out at the TA gas station and introduce yourself to everybody that walk in. I'm looking for a driver. Do you know anybody? Any method you use is not the wrong method. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as it produces the correct outcome. Mm, okay. Okay. And what is the uh, what's the difference from having just having your own truck and having your own authority? Okay. Um, I mean, having your own truck is just having the equipment. Okay. So then, having your own authority authority is different. When in the sense that that's just a method of generating profit. When you have your own authority. You're covering everything on your own. And the biggest cost with having your own authority is your authority insurance, your cargo, your freight insurance. Whatever you're hauling in the trailer, if your truck gets damaged or he rolls it down in a ditch or he flips it in a turn, that cargo got to be covered. So in the sense that, like, you got GEICO, GEICO insures your whole car, right? And GEICO's not just going to insure just the front end of the car. You got to insure everything. Versus with the way I do it, I'm only worried about the front end. Somebody else paying for that. So it's, it's almost like I have less overhead, but then again, I may leave more money on the table because of that, because I'm not as responsible for it. Mm -hmm. So I know you said you would think about getting a truck. So let's just say this. You go get your own authority. Authority costs go like this. You're going to be paying your monthly authority insurance. So that may be twenty, twenty-two thousand dollars $22,000 for the year. You might only pay it up front $4,500. So now you got to break your 12-month payments for the rest of that 22000 up until monthly. Right. Let's just say, what's the math on that? Like two grand a month. Right. So you got to pay two grand a month to cover just the cargo. That's just that's just your freight insurance. That's your cargo insurance. Then you got your trailer. You got to have insurance on your trailer. Then you got to have maintenance for the, the trailer. Then you got to have your tractor. Now you got to have insurance for your tractor. Right? Now liability. 
and bobtail because the truck can detach from the trailer, so you got to have bobtail. Then if you got a driver in there, you got to pay workman's comp. So I mean, all of this is is a doable thing, but to me, an authority is more overhead. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. Authority is big money because you're getting a gross number. When you run under um, a three PL, you're giving up either a cent per mile, or you're giving up a percentage of each load that you're gonna run. So for instance, like I'm at Landstar, I give up thirty five percent of the line haul of the load, and I keep one hundred percent of the fuel surcharge. So every load I touch with them. I'm giving up something, but I'm making something. Right. So um, on my IG, I put up my settlements. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's little or big, I put it up. And some of the benefits of running under carriers is, is like the systems are already in place for you to succeed. Like mm-hmm. Landstar deals with Con Data Cards. Landstar has their own exclusive board. Landstar has tire discounts. Landstar has fuel discounts. Landstar has hotel discounts. Um, they have... Um, pretty much everything you need, man. You need to show up there with the right driver and the right experience before your driver get on. I mean, but that's what is it worth to you? Right. If you want to go for the big money, then you deal with the big headache. If you want to go for the medium money, then you go under a carrier. Mm-hmm. If you just want to try to work your way in the middle, go sign on with somebody who got their own authority who will put your truck on it on which you just like lease it on somewhere and just pay the difference. That way you can see the most money. Mm-hmm. But then you got to take care of your own fuel I'll be paying the difference on your insurance. So, for your, multiple ways. For your um driver, are they brought on as an employee or an independent independent contractor? Independent contractor, ten ninety nine. Okay, ten ninety nine. You ten ninety nine. All your drivers. Yeah. Oh yeah, my one driver. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's. But I know somebody who got ten trucks and they ten ninety nine all their drivers. 1099 is just a method of payment. That's just at-will work. That's free-will labor. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just a way of not playing the employer tax on them. Okay. If I pay you $2,000 a week, I got to take out how much money from you? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'd rather just leave that up to you and let you process your tax at the end and whatever happens, that's on you. As long as I document 1099 you, I don't have to worry about it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And for... Uh, just to, because I know a lot of people they're gonna hear this, they're gonna be like, "But what is the what is the pay based on? Is it based on like mileage? Is it based on like what's delivered?" Oh uh, no, um, some people pay CPM, which is cent per mile. Okay. So say they'll tell them, "Oh, I pay you fifty one cent per mile." Some people pay a percentage. Some people pay a fat a uh, flat rate. So it's there's multiple ways of paying a drop. So it's kind of like to your specific operation. What do you like to do? I'm not going to calculate his miles every week. Remember, I'm a passive investor. Mm-hmm. I want to do the least amount possible. Only time I want to hear from you is if something's wrong. So I'm not going to sit and calculate how many miles you've driven. I'm not going to sit and do that. And, and then um, a percent, a percent is okay because um, I think it's less of a headache. A flat rate is good, but you got to know that you're going to generate that every week. Let's just say you're trucking a shop and you don't generate no money. You still owe that man money. So, I mean, there's multiple ways from what I've learned of paying people in trucking as far as your drivers. Okay. That, that, that makes a lot of sense as well. And does, is, because I know you're in Florida, so does, is it rules to each state or is it like a... There are rules to each okay. state. Um, that more comes into play with authorities. Okay. And that's most types and 
what's required. I think some states don't require a workman comp policy. And now don't quote me on it, but okay. I think some states don't require a workman comp policy on a driver that's driving your truck. Um, there is different variations, but it's all generally guidelines. Um, general information that's always going to be set the same way. So there are different variations in there, but for the most part, um, now this is where if you talk to a 30, 40 year driver, they all going to know the differences. So Arkansas do this. Mississippi and them do this. Georgia like this. Florida, I don't get into all that. I'm just an investor. I know what I know about trucks. I know I know about how to make money in this industry. You can give me a $5,000 truck and I can make money. You can give me a $100,000 truck and I can make money. I have a set system of what I'm doing where I'm set up no matter if the wheels can turn, I'll get it to her. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really get into like the specifics of each state because that don't matter to me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, hey, if it's a problem with that state, we just want one freight over there. I don't want West Coast. I don't go out to Cali. Oh, you don't? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nah, I don't go out to Cali. Okay. <laughs> I never sent my driver to the West Coast. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, just because there's so much stuff you got to do when you get into Cali, your truck can't have a DPF delete. You know what I mean? And if they catch you, it's a problem. DOT's going to get a hold of you. I don't write nothing out there. And it's just a difference of states. So, okay. you get some people who don't run up north. I talked to a driver today who don't run north of uh, North Carolina. He run everything east of, um, west of it. So, it's a preference. What's uh, been the most difficult part of um, having a truck these past few years? Um, keeping up with little things. Like, I didn't realize when my tag expired. <laughs> do my driver, my driver 100. You know what I mean? He texts me, hey, you know this say like August on it, right? You know August like, it's almost up, right? Like, I'm like, oh, wait, the tags do. Um, and, and just keeping on top of your maintenance. I do maintenance every, uh, like, 15,000 miles. Okay. So I put it in there, I get the chain, I get the... I PM service is called preventive maintenance, per month service, whatever they want to call it, whatever acronym you want to use. But that's vital. That's important. It's imperative that you do that because you can't run it. Like these trucks have so many moving parts that if the oil is sludgy, if, if the filters can't breathe, your truck's going to be bogged down. It's not going to be in a pool. You're driving on cars. It's not that. It's not doing. I don't feel the over overhead power like I used to. And I had that happen one time where like I had a filter call. Something as simple as that can slow you down. Mm-hmm. And then now with these newer trucks, you got after treatment systems. After treatment systems is what um. They came out with a mandate with the Clean Air Act. I think it was like the Clean Air Act 2 or something like that, or some of that nature, where every truck built after 2007 has to have an after-treatment system. So you have the treatment system, your EGR valve, that's your DPF, that's your DLC. Um, on the Cascadia, it's all in the one box, and that's underneath the passenger side. So all of that foot that comes out your diesel has to be filtrated all the way through the system until it goes out the tailpipe. Now, if you read up on this and you watch um, a lot of, like, I watch a lot of YouTube Everybody's having a problem with the after-treatment system eventually. So it's just staying on top of your maintenance. And I'm the type of owner of a truck that, when I put it in the shop for the oils, my mechanic automatically knows, look at everything. Mm-hmm. There's no reason I should leave here with a problem. I hold people accountable. Accountable. So if you're going to go and get, if you have my truck, my truck should at least with a problem. So if you see something else that needs to be changed, you need to say something to me. I'm not going to wait. You know, till it breaks down on the load, I'm gonna fix it today. But then there's a lot of different people that run their businesses different ways. Some people just do the bare minimum. I do a little bit over because I want to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a broken truck 
my driver got to go get in a hotel. Now my truck has some shop in some backwoods town somewhere. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So uh, I stay ahead of problems. I stay as, as far ahead of it as I can. Mm-hmm. It don't even got a break for me to change it. If he tell me it don't don't seem right, I'll change it. Mm-hmm. Or it seems like it's going to break, I change it. You tell me it's rusted, I change it. If it ain't pumping like it's supposed to, change it. Mm-hmm. I don't wait for a breakdown. That's why I've been able to, to stay in this game this two years now. My two year mark is coming up, and because I'm preemptive, I don't, I don't wait for an issue. Mm. We kind of uh, skipped over this part in the beginning, but when you got your truck, was there any like specific things you looked for in your truck before buying it, like price point or like different um, brands of trucks, or like what did you look for when you picked out yours? I deal in price point, I deal in brands of trucks, and I deal in features of trucks. So price point. Mm, 35 to 50,000. Um, make them truck. Think about it this way. When your ambulance goes by your house with the lights on, look at the front of the ambulance. It's a Freightliner. Mm, yep. I like, I like Freightliner because Freightliner's everywhere. Everybody can work on a Freightliner. Parts are everywhere. I've never had a problem mechanically. And they say to me, Oh, I can't get that part. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, you got Kenworth, you got Peterbilt. Um, those are really the three big brands. You got Volvo too. Um, but traditionally for purpose of cost of parts, because labor is going to be the same no matter where you go. Right, labor is $85 an hour, $90 an hour, 105 an hour, depending on what shop you're at and why. So labor is never going to change. Only thing as a business owner I can control is the cost of my parts now. So I'm choosing a truck that specifically because it's the Honda Civic of the truck I'm Everybody got the parts. Everybody know how to work on it. Everybody know how to jerry-rig it. You know what I mean? So, uh, I like Freightliner. And I like um, anywhere now because we're in 2019, 2013s, 14s, 15s, those years. Freightliners, I think 11 and 12 were the first years that they started putting the sensors on the engine, um, on the engine frame, on the engine body. So they're more prone to problems. And I know this because I have a 2011. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so, um, and like people will watch this interview and you got people who will watch this and because they've been in the trucking industry that nitpick it. I don't know everything about trucking. I just know what I know about trucking and I, can, I know how I make money. So if I'm making money every week, obviously I can tell you a little something about right. how I'm dealing with my income. So, mm-hmm. uh, my profit. So, um, features. I like trucks that have manual transmissions. I don't like automatics. Some people swear by automatics. I don't like the inertia plate. I think that those transmissions tend to have a little more problems with somebody being able to control the power and the torque that they're getting. Um, I like auxiliary power units, which are, the auxiliary power unit is what keeps the truck running. If the driver goes and parks at night, it keeps on the AC, it keeps on his refrigerator, it keeps on his TV. It keeps the truck at a certain temperature. So we get down into the the fundamentals of business of getting down to what? The money. Right. If you run an APU, it only uses a half a gallon an hour. If you run your diesel on idle hours, where it's just crunk, not doing nothing, you use about a gallon of diesel an hour. So now we're getting into if he sleeps for six hours, you just burned up six gallons of diesel. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to need more diesel when we run our next load because we had the truck running all night because I didn't have an APU on the truck. So just little things like that. Um, tandem axles, of course. Two bed sleepers because drivers use a tough bunk for storage. Um, 
wild, man. You 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 give a, you you getting a lot of game right now. And, uh, so it's so uh, if someone like they 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 buying a truck or whatever, should they if they're not experienced in trucking, should they go by themselves or should they take like a driver with? Should they already be looking for a driver to take with them? No. Okay. None of that. Okay. <laughs> we don't need a driver yet. Okay. We're just looking at the truck. What we need, we need a diesel mechanic. Mm, okay. Take that diesel mechanic with Take you. a diesel mechanic with uh, you. Yeah. Okay. I don't care about the driver at that point. Okay. Driver's not needed. Only time I need him to do is drive. You know mm. what I mean? So when I'm going to just inspect it, look at it, diesel mechanic. I find a diesel mechanic somewhere around the area. Because to me, having even if he's 21 years old, right, he's just a brand new diesel mechanic. He know more about what he's looking at mechanically than I know. Mm. So, or you know, or, or um, your wife may know. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's worth his weight and in experience, right? Because he has the knowledge, at least somewhat, of some type of understanding of what he's looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get a truck inspected. I might get a truck inspected two times okay. by two different diesel mechanics. Okay. I'm, see, I'm like that, though. See, I'm yeah, yeah. Um, more of a urban mind state. Right, 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 I mean, right. I'm looking out for <laughs> somebody trying to hustle me. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a physical inspection. I'm doing computer diagnostics tests. You know what I mean? Because the dashboard may say 400 that you hook up to your computer and the computer says 750. So why is that? Mm-hmm. The dealership had a wrecked truck in the back and they took the dashboard out of 400 to put it in your 750. Mm-hmm. And they advertised it to you at a 400 mile an hour, or 400 miles on that truck. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know unless you hook up to the ECM. The ECM also tells you faults. How many times did it have this fault? Does it have... Uh, water in the diesel. Does that water in the tanks? Does you know what I mean? How are the fuel injectors firing? What's the temperature of the engine? Because that matters in the after treatment system for regening. It's a lot that you can see on the computer, mm. and you won't know that you know just by taking your driver. You need to take a diesel mechanic with you. Okay, yeah, that's that's heavy. That's heavy, man. I never thought about that before. And for uh, another question is, do you, so you believe in like finding a driver after you purchase the truck? Not necessarily. Okay. I just said I don't need a driver when I'm going to look at going? the truck. Okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> I don't need a driver when I go look at it because he's not needed at that time. Okay. Uh, I do this in like tears. I got levels I go through until like, when I get to his level, then he bring him in. Because by the time he come, I just want him to test drive. Test drive it out. Tell me what you think. Because he may see something that the mechanic didn't see because the truck wasn't moving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you got to kind of take all that input and mount it into one and process it all in your mind to decide is that going to be a sound investment. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I done gotten to the point where I'll buy a truck out of state. I, I don't even go and look at a truck. You don't? What am I? No. What am I going to look at a truck for? I don't know what I'm looking at. Send a diesel mechanic. He write up his report. He tell me what he think. I send a driver. Driver go drive it. He tell me what he think. Then I send another diesel mechanic, a totally different diesel mechanic. Go out there and look at that. So maybe he missed something, the first diesel mechanic. Let's see what he's saying. And then, okay, I'll take the truck and all that checks out. The material mm-hmm. people say this truck seems like it's okay. It's not going to have a problem. The computer checks out. The faults are, are non-existent. This, you know, the air pressure builds up. Because then, like, air pressure, if air pressure doesn't build up, the air compressor at a certain time, and a certain time frame, that's a failure on the on on DOT test. So you, you got to, you know, figure that out. And mm-hmm. you just got to make yourself. I look at this as it's, it's, a, just, it's just a business. I'm not emotionally attached. You know what I mean? So I don't care what a truck looks like. Does it make me money? Does it make That's money. the point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will it make us money? I pride myself on keeping my driver paid every week. 
My driver called me because you the man. You <laughs> pay good every week, bro. I mean, I'm gonna be real. I used to drive. He used to drive his own truck. Tell him, man, I ain't. I'm making money like I better than I used to drive my own truck. You know what I mean? But it's just systems, and we got to protect our investments, and we got to start making wise investments to start to understand business as black people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that was so, something. There you go. I was just going to say that was something I wanted to get into also because I see like just from your social media accounts, you always like giving back as far as like information and like have people on there like like telling their stories on how you help them. I want to ask you like, why do you feel that's important? Do you feel like you have an obligation to give back to the community or, like by game resources or whatever? In a sense, um, to me, it's a village. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If I build a fire, why shouldn't I show everybody else how to build a fire? You see me? Or if I cook a pot big enough for all of us to eat, we should all eat. And that's what I believe is missing from us as a, as a culture. Mm-hmm. We get information and we don't want to help out this dude or we don't want to tell this dude what we're doing. And that's just sad because other nationalities or other cultures, they're thriving together. You go in our neighborhoods, who owns everything? Yeah. None of us own nothing. The cornerstone, mm-hmm. that might be Indian people. You go get your nails done. That's Koreans or Chinese or whatever. You know what I mean? You go eat. That's Spanish people. They all, you know, they all own that restaurant. And it's just group economics. The economics, group economics is more than just money. It's knowledge sharing. It's ideal sharing. And I remember, I didn't forget where I came from. My Instagram is set up where if you don't know, you know, trucking or if you don't have the money to buy, like, the, the, the course that, that we offer, you can learn trucking through my IG. Yeah. yeah. For free. Pay attention. It's all there. Like, you know, I'm showing people what I do, how I do it, what's this, what's yeah. that, what a load look like, what a freight load look like, what's the breakdown on the math. I even put up, like, um my maintenance bills. Here's what a maintenance bill could look like. It's not saying you're going to get that same maintenance bill, but it's saying that, you know, I want to give you as much exposure to this without you having to take the same risk that I'm taking. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. That's what's important. Because, like like I said, you, from your Instagram, like you just said, you could learn a lot about the trucking alone. If you into it, just scroll down your feed and you could get some games. I'm getting a lot of free games. Somebody told me I should make my Instagram private and charge people who want to follow me. That's what somebody recently told me. And I'm just like, nah, I'm just going to leave it open. Whoever want to see it can see it. Whoever want to learn can learn. Because this isn't a um, copyrighted ideal. Everybody can do this. Everybody can do Mm -hmm. it. There's nothing. There's nothing um, proprietary about anything that I'm doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's just that it's working for me. So mm-hmm. if you do it this way, it should work for you. So. Wow. And how how many do you do? Do you know off the top of your head, like how many people that you like, let's say, help get get them set up and get their own truck? I just stop counting. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you know it's too many. But every time I look up at somebody else, like the person who called me today, I didn't even know that they had went and bought a truck. They're like, yeah, I bought a truck a couple months ago, and I've been making money this way with it. <laughs> and I didn't even know. You know what I mean? And, I mean, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. This course is helping a lot of people build some type of financial independence. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always tell people, when you get this truck money, don't go spend it. Don't right. go... You know, I always tell people this. If you need this money to survive, don't do it. Mm. If you need this money, like, to pay your mortgage, don't do it. Mm. That's not what this money's for. You want to save this money for maintenance. You want to save this money. And then I had somebody ask me, what if I don't spend it on maintenance? Well, guess what? 
that's your money now for a down payment on your next truck. Right? <laughs> yep. You know, the key is don't spend it. If I, if I if I talk to somebody and they're like, oh, I have to spend some of this money, I'm like, that's not what the money's for. You know, Jewish people reinvest their money. They, you don't see them ride around in Benzes. You know what I'm saying? They're driving a Prius, a 90, 2001 Prius, in mint condition. They live in a regular neighborhood, but they're millionaires. Millionaires. We got to start getting to that idea. You know, like um, my grandma used to say, that money burning a hole in your pocket. Mm. You got to build yourself up to where you have enough maturity not to spend that money. Mm-hmm. Got to have some weeks with my truck that made me three G's in a week. I'm talking about after I paid my driver. Mm. I had some uh, this last week. My truck did. I think I made like twelve fifty, thirteen hundred. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, every mm. week it, var- it varies. My truck will do anywhere from twenty five hundred to five thousand dollars in a week. Net, and my truck got every- everything's paid. All I got to do is pay my driver Brilliant. out of that money. So I mean, it varies, and this is just like seasons, right? So every industry has a season. You got a football season. You got a baseball season. Um, trucking has seasons. So January and February is typically a slow month. Slow two months. It's a slow time of year up until like April or January, March, April. Yeah, April kind of starts picking up again. Mm. So you'll see people with their own authority. You'll hear them say they take all of January and February off. Because right. I realize like if you're running under your own authority, it don't make no sense to continue running your truck for that little bit of money for free. Mm-hmm. You got a guy like me that's leased on somewhere. I stay where I'm at because when the money falls in a normal industry, the place where I'm at keeps it at a certain point. Mm-hmm. You got to pay a certain point to haul through this company. So that's why I stay here because it's a comfortable thing, right? It's a strategy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that makes up that. That make a lot of sense, man. You like you say you you dropping some gems on here as well. You dropping a lot of valuable gems on here as well. And uh, another question I had, I don't, I don't think I uh, even asked this question yet, was uh, as far as like like when you so when you do get your truck, do you just like call different authorities and say like I got a truck, I'm ready to pick up loads. You should know where you're going to go with your truck before you buy your before truck. You That's buy. what I always tell everybody. Okay. When they tell me they think about buying a truck, you know what I ask them? What? Where are you going to take it? <laughs> they tell me, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at 2013. That's nice. Where are you going to take it? Mm. How you going? How you going to make money with it? You should mm. know where you're going to go with your truck, whether you're going to do your own authority, if you're going to lease on to somebody else's authority, if you're going to lease on with a business. I talked to somebody today, again, who knows somebody with three trucks who didn't lease on with a business who don't have his own authority. He just lend them out to this business to run their stuff and they pay him for it. Mm. So, I mean, it's so many ways of making money, but you got to know where you're going before you start heading. Now we got to know what direction you're heading. Mm-hmm. Always know what you're going to do mm-hmm. with that truck before you buy that truck. Okay. I spent more time looking up leasing companies. I spent more time looking up carriers I spend more time looking up uh, different people that want to put trucks under their authority way more than I spend looking at trucks. <laughs> and I'm somewhere where I'm going to stay. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Okay. So I, that was when you just pretty much asked one of my next questions. I was going to say, how do people like find authorities? And you just said you could like pretty much look them up. Now, remember now, an authority is something like different. Authority is individualized. Okay. So. It's not that you can go, you can go and I can have an authority and you, can, you and your wife got three trucks. Right. Y'all can technically put your three trucks under my authority. 
Right. All I got to do is add your auto insurance, add your drivers, whatever the case may be. Like I said, we're going to increase, you know, $3,000, and y'all going to pay $1,000 for a truck every month. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a sense, you can do that, or you can take it to um, C.H. was a C.H. Robertson, and you can lease on with them, and then they'll dispatch you, and then you get a certain cut. You can go to Landstar, or you can get on, like, these, like, Craigslist has sometimes has posts. We're looking for this amount of trucks. You can just drop your truck off over there, and that's a year contract. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a, yeah, I ain't noticed this many ways you can yeah, do I didn't, it. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, I haven't even touched on other ways to make money in the industry. <laughs> you could be a broker. You could be a mechanic. You could be an agent under a broker. To a you truck? Could be a finance company. Yeah. You could be an agent under a broker? Yeah, yeah. You could be <laughs> an agent under a broker. I never you heard of it. A mechanic. You could be uh, a finance company. You could be a lender. You could be a. Uh, there's so many different ways of making money in this, man. Wow. Like, you don't necessarily have to own a truck. You can go for your, your agent license and then hold your agent license for however many years it is and then go for your broker's license. You can open up your own freight brokerage. What the hell? See, I... <laughs> I it's like real estate, right? It's like real estate. So a real estate, you're an agent for like two years. To so get your own broker. You go for your broker's test. Yeah. When you get your broker's test, you can open up, you know, um, your, your first name is Xavier, right? Yeah. So, Xavier uh, Real Estate Brokers Office. It's the same idea. Okay. You can go be an agent, go for your broker's the loads for the trucks, like dispatching yeah, and all brokers, that? Yeah, brokers hold um, freight loads. Okay. So then, like, I'll call you and be like, oh, I see you got a load on the DAT board. If I got my own authority, I'm probably on the DAT board. I'm bidding on loads. You know what I mean? Bidding means, like, we know a load may pay 3000 but, well, it's a $3,000 load, but I will, I'll do it for 2850 Somebody mm-hmm. else put in a bid, they want 2900 Somebody else put in a bid, and they're doing 2825 so then you're going to call the 2825, see if you can get them down to 2800, 2750. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hustle it, right? Yeah. Hustle it. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how freight brokers work. And they all hold freight, all hold listings, just like home listings. Mm. You go, you ride through your neighborhood, you see Red Fence selling a house, Century 21 selling a house, uh, Garcia and Garcia Real Estate selling a house, mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson all those, those are just freight brokerages. They hold listings. That's it. For sale. Man, this, this <laughs> see, that's why I love I, I love bringing people on the show like this. This that's really good at what they do, like like you, because you guys give a lot of game and free game at that. And the people that's listening, they always could take something from it and they could hit you up, go to your Instagram and find out information and what uh to let people know like what is it where can they find you for more information on you for the people that don't know um uh, my main thing is instagram and my instagram is at trucking it's uh t-r-u-c-k-i-n mm-hmm. underscore justin that's j-u-s-t-i-n okay appreciate that so majority of the people that see my instagram they may dm me uh, my DMs have kind of gotten out of control, so <laughs> it take it take me like about a week because I take care of my children. You know yeah. what I mean? I have my have my girls, 
So I ain't, you know, I, the thing is, like, I always have to explain to people, um, it ain't my life's passion to sit on IG. Exactly. I post it, I'm going to post, I put the phone down. I don't get on IG for four more days. <laughs> I might post once a week. You know what I mean? So um, that's definitely a way of seeing what's going on because we want to become informed people. We want to become educated people and yep. gain as much knowledge as possible. I don't want you to go buy a truck, but I expect you to know everything about trucking. Mm-hmm. And this is what you intend to do. Mm. When you're going to sit down and hold a conversation with a person, you got to be able to hold the conversation fluently. The only way to be able to do that is by having knowledge, having, um, you know, knowledge on the issue, a knowledge of what you want to get into. I didn't know all this. I learned this over two years. When I'm two years of reading. I'm two years of shaking hands and asking questions. I just talked to a driver earlier. He's an owner of. You know, I talked to another guy today. He's just an investor. I talked to a finance lady today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I read articles online. I'm, I'm, I'm signed up with everybody who do any email alert. Mm. What's currently going on in the industry. Mm. Like, and it's probably like if you go on my phone and Google tab, you know, Google only do like what you search. Yeah. I'm say Google and all these news topics. All my stuff is trucking. I didn't realize. Like, <laughs> as I Google so much stuff about trucking, I'm on like truckers report form. I read what actual drivers are saying. Uh, Facebook. I'm in different groups and communities where I get to see what they're saying about freight, what they're saying about this truck, what they're saying about their operation or whatever challenges they may be facing. Um, there's, there's multiple ways of getting info. And there's so much info out here that it, it doesn't make any sense not to know. Exactly. If somebody comes to me and they, they ask me something that you can find on Google, that's frowned upon. Mm. Like people that come to me and approach me with them type questions, I don't even respond. Because mm. they tell me what type of business owner you're going to be. Right. You didn't take the time to even learn that. You didn't mm. take the time to Google that. Like, <laughs> I don't just tell you. That's right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> come to me with a real question. That's funny you said it because I just seen somebody like yesterday and they was talking. And he was like, Do not come to me with something you can find out on Google. That's going to piss me off. It <laughs> so, does, yeah. man. It makes me so upset because I'm like, You could look this up on your own, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, People just be lazy. Man. They be intellectually lazy. lazy. But that's what type yeah. of business owner you're going to be, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's just. That's just how you got to analyze people. And not saying that's the case all the time, but majority of the time, if you don't even take the time to read a book, you won't take the time to take the test. Like, right. you don't want to take the test if you didn't study the material. Right. So the test going to be when you buy your truck and you got to know how to generate income. Right. You got to be able to talk with these drivers. These drivers ask questions so they learn how much you know. Mm. Right. So you get a guy that's, that's probing into your, your thought your thought realm and your understanding of oh, he gonna turn it over. You don't know nothing. He gonna hustle you. Yep, every time. Every time, even though <laughs> you don't know nothing. So, man, well, yeah, but, yeah, man. We, well, I know we. You I got, got one more question. We, yeah, one more. Time, I know, just one more. How much time uh, do you say you devote to running your trucking business per day or like per per week? Since it is like a passive stream of income, <laughs> how much time do you feel like yeah. you have to put into it? Um. It's going to sound bad. I don't know if I want to answer that question. <laughs> you don't I mean, got to right now, I'm like, 10 minutes a week. It's going to sound bad. It's going to sound bad. It's passive. Exactly. So at this point, my driver and drivers love to dispatch themselves. 
So my driver normally books the load. If he has a problem where he calls me, he's driving, I'll call and book the load. Or I'll get on the load board. Sometimes I get on the load board, but I don't consider that business related because I'm not doing it because I have to. I'm doing it just to see what's up. So then if I see something, my screen shot and send it to him. <laughs> what do you think about that? He'll send me something. Well, I saw this load. I'm like, well, hey, well, let's choose one of the two and get on it. You know what I mean? Let's lock it up. That's mm-hmm. my saying. Let's lock it up. Let's get it off the board. So, um, yeah, about 10 minutes a week. <laughs> right now, um, maybe, I'll say at most 30 minutes, 35 minutes. <laughs> when I started, and when I started this, when I started booking and dispatching my own truck. I dispatched my truck for about three months. So, my own. Okay. Mm-hmm. so, with that said, I was spending maybe about two, two hours to three hours a week. Okay. On the phone, dealing with agents, dealing with this, dealing with that, dealing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Getting this low, getting that low. So, um, I've able, I've been able to shrink it down. Okay. So. Well, that's a, that's a that's a that's a that's a perfect way to end it. And I just want to say before we uh, and I want to uh get a just say I want to get a consultant consultant cons- consultation. I can't even say the word right. A consultation with oh, you right yeah. now before I go out here and you know do this. So I'm a, uh I'm gonna hit you up offline about it. But I want to say uh, yeah, and, I, and I tell everybody that um, I do offer consultations since mm-hmm. we in this video. I offer consultation. My consultation is a hundred dollars. Okay. It's hundred dollars technically for thirty minutes. Okay. I typically. Like, when I text you, I say, what, you get, like, an hour block? Mm-hmm. I say, like, what times is that available? Typically, I go over. Because okay. my goal is I want you to ask me every single question you think of. I don't want you to get off the phone with anything in question. Okay. I want you to get off the phone and know that you got what you need to move to your next step. Man. So I charge 100 Okay. And for the Hood Estate Elite, they have an elite group over there, which I have nothing to do with Hood Estates, but because they're my people, Mm-hmm. I'm real tight with Hood Estates. Hood Estate Elite only charge 50. Okay. Um, if I get somebody, you know, I was debating on charging more, and I have been charging more for people who have not bought the Hood Estate uh, Masterclass. <laughs> hey, by the Hood Estate Masterclass, I charge 250. Okay. You, you got to pay something. You're right. Mm-hmm. See, the Hood Estate Masterclass is 497. So that tells me right then, if you're not willing to spend $500 on yourself, then you're not willing to spend 50000 on your truck. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's man. That's there you go. That's the perfect way to end it, man. And I, I, I just want to say I definitely appreciate you taking taking time out your day to come on the show, bro. We definitely appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm uh, a. Yeah, it's no problem, man. I mean, I like what y'all doing. I love how y'all present yourself, man. I go to your IG. Boy, um, I judge people on my IG. My yeah. IG, you got nothing but guns yeah. and yeah. weed and this and that and pit bulls and shit. Yeah. I ain't got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk. I ain't got no time. We're not in the same realm. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're right. not in the same. Even if it's financials, we're not, I'm not even telling you, when I say realm, it ain't financial. We're not in the same spiritual Mental. Mental. Yeah, mentally. Yeah, yeah. We're not in the same mental element. So, <laughs> it is what it is. It's, but yeah, I love how y'all. I thank you. Uh, thank you, man. <laughs> I look like Michelle and uh, <laughs> That's everybody. <laughs> That's real, man. And that's real too, man. That's love, bro, for real, man. Yeah. I definitely appreciate I, I see it as your a personal website. That's how I take it. Like this is your website. Before people know you, this is what they gonna see. And Yeah, that's Yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What? Can you hear me still? Can you hear me? Uh, oh, y'all know. I had a call come through. Oh, okay, yeah. So let's, right. yes. All right, bro. <laughs> oh, we appreciate you, you, bro. All right, man. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. All right, guys. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with uh, Truck and Justin. For those, like he said, for those who want to get in touch with him, follow him or whatever, you can find him on Instagram at truckin', T-R-U-C-K-I-N underscore Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N. And he dropped a lot of valuable gems. If you want to get into the trucking industry, which is a, I feel is a great industry, we're getting into that industry. We're going to buy our truck. So, uh, tune into them if you guys if that's something you want to do and as you already know we already say as we always say for those who don't know you can reach me at Instagram at Xavier C. Miller Twitter the same Xavier C. Miller uh, uh, Facebook Xavier Miller Snap Xavier Miller 312 and please don't forget to subscribe rate like uh, post feedback to our uh, channel we definitely appreciate that and Deanna here she's going to give you her information as well and you guys can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent Twitter is Deanna S. Kent. Um, make sure you follow the Millionaire Mindsets lifestyle brand Instagram page as well. We um, are going to start getting on there real heavy, posting the updates that's going on with the brand. And um, if you haven't subscribed to the Millionaire Mindsets daily text subscription, you could do so by texting at in mindsets to 81010. Again, that's at at sign. You got to put that sign um, to at in mindsets to 81010. And that's pretty much all we have for you guys. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'm going to just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.